Our scripture this morning comes from three places, from the Hebrew Bible, Psalm 23, from the New Testament, from the Gospel of John, chapter 10, and the first letter of John, chapter 3. Let us listen for holy words from God for us this morning. From the Gospel of John, chapter 10, beginning at the 11th verse. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down their life for the sheep. The hired hand, who is neither the shepherd nor the owner of the sheep, sees the wolf coming and runs away, leaving the sheep to be scattered or snatched by the wolf. That's because the hired hand works only for pay and has no concern for the sheep. Jesus says, I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep and my sheep know me, just as God knows me and I know God. For these sheep, I will lay down my life. I have other sheep that do not belong to this fold, and I must lead them too, and they will hear my voice and listen, and there will be one flock, one shepherd. For this reason, the Holy One loves me, because I lay down my life, only to take it up again. No one takes my life from me, I lay it down freely." I have the power to lay it down, and I have the power to take it up again. This command I received from God, our Creator. We often hear this particular scripture from the 10th chapter of the Gospel of John as it's paired with another scripture, Psalm 23, which is perhaps one of the most recognizable passages in all of scripture. I imagine there are many of you who can recite it from memory or can see the text in your Bibles, in your minds. I, you're welcome to read it with me. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for the sake of his name. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, and my cup overflows. Surely your goodness and your mercy will pursue me every single day of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord for all eternity. Both Psalm 23 and John 10 utilize this metaphor of a divine shepherd who gives everything that they have and all that they are for the sheep that are in their care. In one of the letters of John, the first letter of John, we hear more about this divine love. So here are these words from 1 John chapter 3, beginning at verse 16. We know love by this, that Christ laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for one another. How does God's love abide in anyone who has the world's goods, in anyone who sees another in need and yet refuses help? Family of God, let us love, not in word, not in speech, but in truth and in action. This 
is God's commandment, that we should believe in the name of Jesus and love one another, just as Christ has commanded us. These are the holy words of the Lord God, our creator. Thanks be to God. I really love this shepherd metaphor. There's actually a video that's been shared very wildly on social media. I think it was actually Dustin who found it and sent it to me, and I'm not sure he even knew that I was planning on using a whole bunch of shepherd scriptures this weekend. So anyways, the video has this young boy who is tugging on the leg of a sheep who has gotten itself stuck in this very thin crevice in a ditch. The boy is pulling and pulling and pulling on the leg of this sheep and eventually pulls the whole sheep out of this dark little crevice and the sheep happily bleats and bounds away and exactly three bounds away immediately falls back into the ditch and gets stuck in the crevice just a little ways down the field. And I laugh hysterically every time I watch it. Because even though the shepherd metaphor may be a bit of a stretch, for those of us who live in 2021 in Western North Carolina, many of us who don't have sheep wandering around in our backyards or the experience of caring for farm animals, that video seems to capture the idea of us as sheep and God as shepherd perfectly. That we, the sheep of Jesus's flock, get stuck. And Jesus comes and tugs us by the leg and helps us and frees us. And we are so happy to be freed. And then exactly three steps later, we get ourselves stuck in almost the exact same way again. And our God is patiently waiting beside that ditch, ready to pull us out and help us each and every time. If we take that shepherd metaphor a little further, as scripture invites us to do, we begin to see the ways in which the divine shepherd leads and loves and serves. When a sheep is lost, the shepherd leaves the group of all of the other sheep to go and find the one that's lost. When a sheep is hurt, the shepherd does anything and everything in their power to bring that sheep comfort and healing. When a sheep is cold, the shepherd removes their coat and puts it around the sheep to help keep it warm. The shepherd is the one who provides food and drink and safety and direction. And when it's needed, the shepherd is willing even to give their life. The words of First John remind us that Christ's example of love is one of laying down our lives. And because it's Christ being used as an example, I think that we often confuse this idea of laying down our lives with dying. We think we're being told that we have to die for other people. But I think that there's another way of looking at it. We can lay down our lives in a whole lot of ways. We lay down our lives when we take a risk or when we step out in faith to do something that we might be uncomfortable doing. We lay down our lives when we give of ourselves in service. 
We lay down our lives over and over and over and over again when we take the actions and truth that are called for in 1 John, when we go beyond words and speech, when we go beyond those prayers and and social media posts. We lay down our lives when we act as the hands and feet of Christ in the world. I am sure that you can think of someone who has laid down their lives for others in a way like this. I think of healthcare professionals and teachers and first responders and essential workers who continually over and over and over and over again lay down their lives to care for other people throughout this crazy pandemic. I think of someone like Greta Thunberg. Greta Thunberg is a young woman from Sweden who was, who still is, greatly troubled by the climate crisis that our entire planet is facing. From a very young age, Miss Thunberg laid down her life. She gave everything she had, all of her time and all of her energy towards bringing about awareness and attention to this climate crisis and asking for adults to step up and do something. She would make signs and stand out of government offices and big businesses. She wrote letters to all kinds of people in power to share her concerns and her big dreams of a world that took care of all of creation. She sailed around the world and she speaks every chance she gets about the dangers of climate change. She begs leaders and people in power to do things like cut emissions and decrease their carbon footprints. She asks for companies to take money away from things that add to the climate crisis and further pollute the world and put money towards things that are restoring nature and God's beautiful and good creation. She continually lays down her life to care for the world. Now, Jesus says that there is one flock, one shepherd, that even those who we think may not belong are a part of God's family. So if we're all a part of God's family, if we're all part of God's flock, then surely we have some work to do as we learn to lay down our lives for one another. Because right now there is so much enmity in the world. There's so many ways that we divide ourselves, that we categorize ourselves and we other each other. There are so many ways that we back into our corners and go to our separate sides and refuse to engage. I don't think I'd mind laying my life down for the sheep that are on my side, the ones that I would put in my flock. But I'm not sure about the other sheep. I don't know how to lay my life down for sheep that I don't understand. I don't know how to lay my life down for the sheep who disagree with the things that I feel are so important in the world. And yet, when I read through these scriptures, none of them say anything about what kind of sheep get their lives laid down for, about what the sheep's socioeconomic status are, or how they vote, or whether they're open and affirming, or how they feel about gun control, or the climate crisis, or healthcare reform. Our scripture doesn't actually say anything about laying our lives down for the sheep who are less fortunate than ourselves. There's no qualification whatsoever for which sheep we lay our lives down for. 
just that the good shepherd lays their life down for the sheep. The good shepherd lays down their life for the sheep. That's the only qualification we get. All the sheep, every single sheep, all of them. And Christ laid down his life for us. And because we love Christ and because we follow Christ, we ought to lay down our lives for one another. So may we consider the opportunities we have to lay down our lives for one another. May we consider the ways we lay down our lives for the world around us, how we steward the good and beautiful earth that God has given us. May we give thanks for the love of our divine shepherd who guides us and who keeps us and who strengthens us and sustains us so that we can willingly lay down our lives for one another in his name, for every single sheep all over the world, in our midst, in all of God's beloved community. May this be so. Amen.
Let us together affirm our faith. Together we confess that God unites us in faith. Together we come to know the height and the breadth and the depth of the love of Christ. Together we are built up to the full stature of Christ. Together we know and bear one another's burdens. We admonish one another. We comfort one another. We suffer with one another. We need one another. We build up one another. Together we pray. Together we serve God in this world. Together we fight against all which may threaten or hinder this unity. Together we work to extend God's love and hospitality to the entirety of God's beloved community. Thanks be to God. Amen. Jesus called his disciples and followers to be witnesses to the possibility of resurrection. The world is in need of continued resurrection to new life. We are called to be witnesses to this journey to, to newness by offering our resources and our energy to the work of justice and love. Here at Northminster, we give thanks for the continued blessing of the many offerings we receive. Your time and energy, the gifts of your finances and resources, your prayers and relationships, these all make a difference in the world. Our offerings are more than the sum of their parts in God's beloved community. If you are able to do so, continuing your financial pledges and contributions is extremely helpful. These can be mailed to the church, donated through the PayPal link on our website, or by arranging a direct debit through your financial institution. If you need assistance in arranging giving, please feel welcome to contact our church office. We give thanks for you and the outpouring of grace and compassion being shared. So we think about this Easter season, we think about all of the ways in which we try to follow the pattern that Jesus set for us. And we think about the resurrected Christ and all of the things he did and all of the work that he did, all of the ways that he taught his followers, and that life after Easter wasn't this amazing thing that happened all right away, that there was a lot of hard work in it. And here we are in our own post-Easter season, and we're still figuring things out too. And there are days when the things that we're figuring out are hard. We know that the pattern that Jesus set for us is one that asks us to do justice and to serve one another and even to lay down our lives for God's beloved community, for all of those in our midst. But there's also something really important about the Easter season, and that is making time for joy. Making time for the joy of the resurrection, the joy of knowing that Jesus is with us and that Jesus loves us no matter what. So each Sunday between Easter and Pentecost, we're taking a few minutes to share our moments of joy. So watch some videos and see some pictures now of things that are bringing our Northminster family joy. 
I wish you joy and nothing less. May joy and nothing less, dear Northminster family, find you and surround you and hold you and guide you this day and always.